0: block talk i'm your host as always michael block if you love the podcast make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode leave a five-star review while you're there i am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at motto motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture but they also come with bullshit, headless torsos blank profiles catfishing and endless scrolling of the grid for hours we've all been there but on motto Every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gang queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Queens of the moment had a bit of an unfortunate week as the show has been canceled, but that's not going to stop us from finishing our coverage of every single episode. So let's get our dancing shoes on as we talk about episode five of Queen of the Universe 2. And joining me to boogie woogie is Queen Essential.
1: How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm
0: not- I'm doing well.
1: Yeah, I'm not super happy about the news about Queen of the Universe, but-
0: Yeah, let's just, Well, you know what, friends? We're just going to dive right into it. Queen of the Universe has been canceled on by Paramount+. Plus. Um, it is then reported that it was going to be removed as of June 30th, and that caused mass chaos. Um, but it has been revealed that World of Wonder will be picking it back up and putting it on their platform starting July 1st. Uh, so I guess that's why it was removed. They just didn't share the second part of it because it wasn't a part of their plan. Um, not happy. This isn't fun. This isn't fair.
1: No, no, it is not. Um, yeah, Queen of the Universe. Honest, and I, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but like, it's my favorite Drag Race spinoff. Just because I admire the production quality of this show. Like, it reminds me a lot of like. Um, like America's Got Talent, like finale episodes where they just do these like Mm -hmm. production things. And I just think it's such a cool opportunity for drag queens to like have this kind of stage and opportunity. Um,
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what happened behind the scenes. I'm sure in the coming weeks, months, we're going to find out. Um, Obviously when the the show was pushed back from um, what was it, March to June, you knew something was under wraps and something was being um not shared but uh uh, um i don't know something is something is amiss it's something it's not fair these queens put their heart into it and i was really upset that it was not going to be preserved i'm glad world of wonder is going to put it back on um but this is an important show it shows a different aspect of drag and i think we're at the point where like canceling a drag show especially during pride uh not the best corporate move right now
1: yeah, yeah, and the, I know there's like other shows that Paramount is uh, giving the boot to. So I know it's not alone in their move of like optimizing what's on their platform. But yeah, it's definitely not a great look for Paramount Plus to be giving a drag show the boot during Pride Month.
0: Yeah, it's 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 weird. And again, it's like there was so much behind the show. Um, you had Graham Norton host. You had Michelle on the panel, you had a $250,000 prize package, which is bigger than Drag Race. So what went wrong? And, and again, once we find out that information, I will be very excited to chat about it. Um, I'm curious to know if they're going to try to shop it around somewhere else, because um, they easily could probably do this show on World of Wonder, maybe at a smaller capacity, um, I don't know if filming in the UK is required for this show to happen. Um, but I, I don't know. I feel like the show shouldn't go away because there is so much drag town out there. And why cancel a drag show right now? It doesn't make sense. We're not Florida.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, there's definitely a lot of drag queens that sing that have not been on this show yet. So the other piece I was wondering is like, is a Queen of the Universe queen eligible for like versus
0: the world i don't think so unless you've already been on the drag race television program yeah
1: uh, and i've said
0: it already i think Aura eternal is going to be on versus the world it's just a matter of which version of it um if i were her i'd be like i put my time and let me go on uh with rue uh so we'll, we'll see i'm sure she's being shopped around um i wouldn't be surprised if Love Miss Sissi's being shopped around. And then whatever happens on Mexico this season, I'm sure the Voce is going to be shopped around. Uh, because they're it's it's a way to keep the program alive. I wouldn't be upset about any of them popping around. Um, especially because you know what, their franchises are not didn't get not, a lot of love. So we'll see. We'll see. I definitely don't expect this to be their
1: last appearance on television. Yeah, no. Oh, random, do you know who wins?
0: Uh, so yeah, let good good thing. I am playing spoiler free here. I know yes, it is out yes. there. You can find it out. Uh We are going to play this episode and the coming episodes as if we are staying in order. So I am oh, yeah. keeping away from that stuff.
1: I was just... um, So
0: we're. I'm going to be commenting uh, on this specific episode as a whole. Okay. Great. Um. And with that. Um. Because of scheduling, because we are trying to get these out before things get removed, and blah 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 blah, we are not going to be able to do the pitch perfect or off key on my uh, Instagram. I apologize for that. I know how much everyone loves critiquing everybody on their own, but uh, we're not going to do it for this uh, for the follow- for remaining episodes, unfortunately. Now, one last thing. As always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters that's presented to us through reality television. We are showing what the editing of a television show wants to see. We react as well yet. The, we the real people get an opportunity to go on television to share their craft. They've also put themselves in a position to be discussed to sit on the podcast it's for entertainment to discuss reality television show. And don't forget, we will be playing the podcast favorite game, Queen of the Universe, Bumper Count. Take a drink of your favorite libation or non-alcoholic bevy every time we mention the use of the Queen of the Universe, Bumper. Are you ready to talk about episode five?
1: I sure am.
0: All right. Graham Norton is going to kick and stretch and put a sweatband on. And I was like, oh, my God, at me next time. Because that was me during a certain era of my life when I just wore sweatbands for fun. Um, Theater is sweaty. When you work backstage, theater can get very sweaty. It's time for a dance off. And we're going to get our queen of the universe bumper count number one. And once again, Graham, has continued to be escorted by the hot dancers, and I still would love um, my favorite dancer of the bunch, Charlie Goddard, uh, who is the front this week, we're going to talk about him a lot, um, is that one, the, the, okay. the, the, the cute one. Uh, and then we're are we getting our second Queen of the Universe bumper count. They really jammed them in this episode. They, they just threw them in every possible second they could. And I was like, you know what, get the audience drunk, I don't care. <laughs> We are welcome to this out of this world, all drag, all singing competition. The top six from around the globe are ready to sing and dance as they battle for the title of Queen of the Universe and a cash prize of $250,000. We have our full intact pop diva panel of Mel B, Trixie Mattel, Vanessa Williams, and Michelle Visage. We're gonna learn that the theme is called Future Disco 3000, which is odd. I don't know who was drunk or we were playing at Mad Libs or something, What?
1: Yeah, I honestly didn't catch that part, and that still does not make sense, even after watching.
0: Graham tells us that in addition to singing 100% live, they will have to boogie to today's hottest hits. Um, Okay, how does that work into disco and future, or are you just saying, we're just making shit up
1: here? (laughs) They are making shit up.
0: Yeah. Now, if you got your chance of a song for this category. What would it be? and why is it Padam Padam?
1: Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, I mean, what a <laughs> what a disservice that Padam Padam was not out yet when they when they were choosing what top hit they would do right now. Oh my gosh. That what would, would you pick? Oh, a pop hit. okay. I'm also not a singer myself. So. If I if I had a quite the voice to sing a pop hit. Um neither was
0: Juju but She was there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> maybe uh, I really she love my like, new Diva. album. So like mm-hmm. I don't know if I would do Flowers, but maybe River, which is the other single she released from that album. Alright. Yeah.
0: So this week. Film time, we're going to have our queens do a little parade and we're going to showcase some dance moves as they get down to the stage. They all make it and we're going to get our queen of the universe number count number three. And we will learn that there is a twist this week. They will each be competing in a series of disco diva showdowns where each round two of them will be selected to go face off against one another. And after both queens perform, the studio audience will vote for who moves forward and who will be at risk for elimination. What do you think of this absurd twist? Clearly, we know where I land on that.
1: I I get confused with this show and how they use the phrase, like, showdown and, like, duel, because every time they say that, like, I think I'm just used to, like, seeing two people, like, lip sync against each other. So it's always interesting to me that, like, and I think the one episode when it came to, like, the bottom two singing, like, they didn't sing the same song, and they didn't sing at the same, time, like, they didn't sing at the same time. So for me, when I, did, like, showdown, but it's, like, two separate numbers of just, like, two separate things, like so it's just like a number versus a number like that kind of throws me off so yeah it's just very yeah, I don't
0: know what they're doing the it almost feels like they they're just going how they want to do it and i mean people always accuse drag race of producer interference well you're not helping yourself here when you keep playing with the format
1: yeah um the other piece is like audience voting and then there's like competitors. british are,
0: audience vote yeah british
1: audience and then there's people from that area that are like obviously like Be a shame if your home country didn't vote for you while you're in the same room. (laughs) But all right, well, our
0: first disco diva showdown will be Taiga Brava and Giselle Royale. Let's begin with Taiga Brava. It is dance week, and we will see that the show has a choreographer called Clarimar Neto, and he thinks it would be fun to give them each a 20 second dance break in their number. How fun! How are you at dancing?
1: Um, I dancing is actually what I did before drag, well, not like in professional any sense, but um. Yeah, I danced all throughout high school and college like in a dance company. Um, Yeah, and then kind of missing performing is kind of what got me into drag and like just uh, wanting to be on stage for some reason again and uh, just exploring the community like here in Ithaca. Um, Yeah, I just felt very like welcomed and encouraged to like try my take at drag um, a little over a year ago now. Um, So yeah, I would say I'm kind of known as a dancer girl around here in a sense. So. what okay. is
0: your dance of choice?
1: Um, hip hop. So, learning how to like kind of make that more a feminine in a way in drag has been quite mm-hmm. the. I remember the first time I like did like a hip hop esque drag number. My boyfriend was like, "You, you can't see when you just danced like that. You didn't look like a drag. Like you, you didn't <laughs> you like a woman. You danced like you were like." In the club, I was like, oh, okay, I understand. (laughs) That's fair.
0: Well, Tyga loves that Claude goes step-by-step with them to make sure they look like their best. And we will see a clip of Tyga getting the treatment in rehearsal. We will get some salsa in her performance, which are her roots. She grew up dancing salsa with her sister and mom. She would be the lead of the dance, but now she's the gorgeous woman being spun around and being led around. Speaking of being led around, we have a letter for Tyga by last week's Eliminated Queen, Malicia Skunt. Uh, it says they done got her and we're going to learn that they had a strong connection and the showmance is over for now. Ida says the room is emptier without her and says that their relationship comes from mutual respect and appreciation for each other's art. Is that what the kids are calling it these days?
1: Appreciation for each other's art. Yeah. Uh-huh,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Sure. Padam padam. my ass. Um. <clears throat> Listen, if you have a fling with a cast member, just say you had a fling with a cast member. We know what happens behind the doors. Um, but why were they pushing it so hard on this show?
1: Yeah, I mean, at least they were open to talking about it. So Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, the way the Tyga will finish the note from Alicia, we'll get Giselle to be like, she's not in heaven, girl, which was very funny. Um, <laughs> that was good. Tyga wants to make Militia proud, but she's okay being around Hawkeyes. I was like, oops, she moved on already. I see how it is. Very much a homosexual move.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, and I thought that line was so funny because I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, on to the rest. Like,
0: (laughs) I mean, listen, if if Charlie Goddard was just standing there and he was single and said, you want to mingle? I'd be like, yeah, duh. I don't (laughs) care who I was stupid before. Let's talk about the look. Uh, No designers listed... I think this was a fun dance look. I've said it before and I will say it again. Fuchsia is the greatest color for drag. It is drag perfection. Sure, it's a leotard with a cape, but she is serving it like a superhero. The hair is incredible. She looks like a pop star.
1: Yeah, and she's got a dance. So you have to wear something practical in the end when exactly. it's moving the way you want. So yeah. Let's I, talk. I, yeah, I go, mean, ahead. go ahead. Yeah, the fuchsia, the like the satiny fabric of it. Like I just love something that's very shiny. Um, yeah, I do love this color myself., um, yeah, just a great look, all in all. And, the, oh, the wig reveal. The- oh
0: yeah, let's let's go, let's talk about go this performance. All right. So the song is about damn time by Lizzo. Um, that's a fun upbeat number. I like the tone of her voice on the song. It did feel a bit out of range, but she had the attitude. The dancers in the cowboy hats not mad at them at all. She's got pop star vibes and the power to command a performance. Was it the strongest vocals? No. And that's going to be a trend throughout this evening because singing pop dance songs while dancing pop moves. It's, it, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but let's talk about that r- reveal. It was fun. Um, it. I also at first was like, Oh no, did she lose her wig? Uh, Cause that, that second wig needed to be about five times bigger because I, um, I thought she scalped herself but no it, it, that, that was a wig
1: yeah yeah I think maybe like the length maybe if it was a little longer too like it would have been yeah. still, like a more but yeah I was kind of short in comparison to like the voluminous like ponytail she had on beforehand Um and yeah at the at like the start of the performance when at like the top of the stairs like I was like oh no because like the, it wasn't super the tone of her voice wasn't super confident and then um once she got to strutting down that runway with the like in a minute i'm a sentimental like that was like so perfect like the rap part it really like is when she really was in the driver's seat of that performance and then yeah the wig reveal the dancing perfect
0: all right here's what the judges had to say michelle says that she loves that she did the tiktok dance as she says you can't hear that section of the song without doing the dance so she thought it was smart to keep that in and i was like I wasn't on TikTok on that period of time, so I don't even know what that dance was. Um, She is very proud of her and very happy with dancing, and the energy was wonderful. Uh, Do you know what this TikTok dance was?
1: Uh, I know I've seen it. I don't, I'm also not, like, a heavy TikTok user for, like, knowing trends like that. Like, I know, like, songs that are popular on TikTok, but I don't. I don't uh, subscribe to the... Someone, if
0: anyone wants to tell me what that dance was, just like, send me a video. I don't know what she was referring to. Mel B says that she is so confident it's all about performance and energy that she gave and that she just gave was extra and full on. She loved it. Vanessa says she saw her roots, which she loved. She showed them Cancun and she sold it. She says she's a pro. Trixie says, bitch. She says that usually removing a wig and drag is a no, but this is her hair, and Trixie is gagged that no, 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 it is not her hair. Michelle is, though, stuck on Trixie, a drag queen, asking if that's her real hair, as she's totally perplexed in this moment. Trixie says that she has a lot of lashes on, and but she will say that it was an effective reveal and what a way to start the night. All right, I'm going to give her a score of 8.5 out of 10.
1: I agree. That's a solid score. Yes.
0: Yeah. All right, Queen of the Universe, bump count number four. Let's move on to Giselle Royale. Now, she has done three ballads, and now it's her time to shake our titties. In rehearsal, her choreography made her heart drop to her feet. She finds it very difficult. She says she can follow some choreography, but has never been labeled a dancing queen. She's terrified. So Claude tells her that he wants to make the performance super special and asks if there are any skills that she has that they can throw in there. She says she has no tricks, but there is a famous move that she might be able to add to it. It's her quiet surprise because at this moment we have no idea what it's gonna be. She hopes to impress all the judges as she is yet to do that, as she has never gotten a solid critique from Mel B. Why? Who the fuck knows? We still don't know. But she wants to do her best to impress Mel B. She is super nervous, but no risk, no reward. Now I want to hear your conspiracy theory. Why does Mel B hate Giselle Royale? I have no clue. So weird,
1: yeah. It is really weird. I, mean, I don't know if she threatened. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know. Maybe
0: now her look, no designers listed, but I was like, this look is Rihanna at the Super Bowl, even though this, this was filmed before that moment. I think this was the most pop star Giselle has looked all season. It's showing diversity, versatility, and red is a boss-ass bitch color. And I think she looked incredible. Yes,
1: I agree. The red was so captivating, and yeah, I i own that bodysuit in black i think a lot of drag queens own that bodysuit in black like <laughs>
0: <laughs> you gotta you gotta
1: it's definitely classic. okay
0: she'll be taking on react by the pussycat dolls uh that's a dance number mama i think this was a great song selection to break away from the world of ballad it is a very wordy track at times and i think she did it solid mm-hmm. um It was a VMA performance. It wasn't the strongest of vocals, but it sold the song. And then that booby jiggle, uh, that was her trick. Even if she's not a dancer, this was a drag performance. And it got Mel on her feet.
1: Yes, on her feet, standing ovation at the end. Like, yeah, Dissolve really did something with this one for Mel B, clearly. Um, So good for her. And yeah, it was just a solid performance. And it it made me upset about the showdown format. Because I was like, ugh. These are both clearly like very good, and I don't want one of them to like end up in the bottom. (laughs)
0: Well, and that's why I was like, this has to be producer interference in the the world of because they're the ones deciding, unless maybe they knew like behind the scenes they pick random numbers, blah. We don't get to know that part. It's it's like, why are you putting these two together when clearly they're both probably front runners for the crowd? It's reality TV. They like drama, don't they? Let's get to the judges' critiques. Mel B says that she hasn't been critical, just honest, but says tonight, yes. She says that she just threw herself into it and I, and said, I don't give a fuck. And of course, she will stand up for her. Vanessa says she's sorry, but she, did she want them to react because she thinks her mouth was on the floor the entire time? I love when judges use uh, the yeah. lyrics or the song title for bad jokes. That's what I do on this podcast she says she gave them sex appeal and then broke into her skill set and Giselle says they are her background dancers Graham will ask her when she discovered she could do boobography and she says when she got her boob job she thinks she went to pick something up off the ground and felt her muscle flex and she just started practicing she learned she could do it one at a time do it at the same time and to the beat Trixie says she's impressed and impressed she says the nerve of her to put on a red winter coat and look like literal porn star and says she would look like Eric Hartman in that jacket. Trixie says she could do the same makeup every week, but she changed it every time. And Michelle says she was so happy that she wasn't doing a ballad and loves seeing her push herself and says she thinks she's a dynamic performer. That's a great critique, Michelle. I will give her an eight.
1: oh, I'm trying to think to the dance break, because, like, yeah, I agree with the eight. I agree with the eight. But, like, the hard, uh, and my partner said this to me last night when we were sitting on the couch watching this, he was like, this doesn't feel like a singing competition this episode. I was like, you're you're right, it's a pop nope. song right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would, Uh, yeah, eight. eight. Now, Graham will ask
0: the studio audience who their favorite is, Tiger Brava or Giselle Royale. Now, Who do you think won the round? I'm going with Tyga.
1: Yeah, Tyga.
0: So the drag-loving studio audience has spoken, they will send Giselle Royale forward, putting Tyga Brava in jeopardy for elimination. We're going to get our Queen of the Universe bumper count number five and six jammed right in here at this, like, basically... Put it in there. Graham says a line. We got another one. I was like, oh, you're really trying to get my friends drunk. Thanks, Graham. But we're going to learn our next disco diva showdown will be between Aura Eternal and Trevor Ashley. Could it be any more different?
1: No, it couldn't. But also, <laughs> Trevor Ashley is different than the rest of this cast in that.
0: Bury that. Let's begin with Aura Eternal. She tells us that last week she didn't expect to be in the bottom. She would have destroy, been destroyed if she went home, but has a fight in her and wants to dance. She'll make sure that they see a pop dancing diva in her. Now, we watch her in rehearsal as the peanut gallery will say that they haven't seen her dance like that, despite, you know, dancing to Mary J. Blige last week. And some of them saying, well, that's not dancing. Okay, fine. Aura will admit she is not a dancer and found her routine complicated. The harder it gets, the more motivated she is. She will tell the girls when she was at risk to go home, she couldn't stand the feeling of not showing more. She wants to sell it. She can't wait to get on stage and to dance her ass off and show why she is supposed to be there. Uh, did you watch Drag Race Italia too?
1: I did not. I have not watched Italia. So yet.
0: you're new to Aura?
1: Yes, I'm new to Aura. Big fan, though. Love- it's
0: really interesting, because um, like I've had guests who have watched the season, some who have not. Um and it's very polarizing reactions in the sense of like you're either like, yeah, this is exactly what I expected her to do, or be like, oh my God, I'm shocked, she's really good. Uh, but overall, it's all positive. And that makes me so happy because I think she's really, really um a breath of fresh air. So I'm glad to know people are are loving the aura.
1: Yeah, no, she's she's my winner, like she's my winner, I think, of this show for me personally. Um
0: all right. All right. Her look, no designers listed. Uh, this is highlighter realness. It's really cute. I like this side of her. It's got this modern, futuristic 90 vibe, 90s vibe, and I kind of live for it, especially knowing what this stupid ass theme is. She's like, I'm going to do it all and put it into a look. Um, we're going to talk about it, but that hair is not dance hair. So more power to her.
1: I love, I want this wig. I plan on like, I love doing that color um probably not <laughs> the only neon color I'd probably touch is like orange because I just love neon orange mm-hmm. uh, like very uh Shea Coulee's uh workroom entrance look sure sure um no I love this hair it is from experience like above me are two wigs of that hair texture and that poofiness and Oh yeah, they they get in your face. They get in the way. Um, however, that kind of hair, when you spray it with like got to be, it will all like freeze to itself. So it may be that like, and I don't recall how the movement of that wig was, but you can spray it to a point where it's like a sculpture, but still looks at like poofy. Yeah,
0: I, my, for me, it was like, it's clearly a, at least a double stack. It is heavy. And, and she got moved. And that was well, a very petite little tiny person.
1: I was trying to think if that is a double sack because when you do, when you style hair like that, it, it voluminizes like on its own. Like it create, it just like poof. Once you take the braid, like once you steam it and you, it gets really, really voluminous. Like I, let me, hold on. I'm going to go up and grab it. Ugh.
0: We're going to talk about this performance. It is. Because two- like. Stupid Love by Lady Gaga. What a power move. The epitome of pop music dance of recent years, obsessed that she picked the song. Uh, Take me to Chromatica.
1: Like this way is this is just one. So oh, like,
0: interesting, yeah.
1: So like and I have I didn't do like the ponytail, like she has it styled, but I was like, that's such a smart way. Cause I love like the sculptural on the front too, to yeah. like it away out of your face. So Props to whoever did that wig because it's very, it's a perfect blend of like sophisticated mm-hmm. and like just going batshit crazy on the yeah. back. So.
0: I think she sold this performance and transported us to the club. Was it the strongest vocal from her? No, it was a bit wobbly. It's not an easy song to sing and perform. Uh, also to my uh, shout out to my boy, Charlie Goddard, who was just so fucking hot in its <laughs> performance. Like, look at him. Marry me, please. Look at him. Smile this week um i think her dance break was such a pop drag moment i think hitting that gaga note was not quite it but she tried this was one of those performances that just got me happy
1: yeah yeah i agree i just really loved seeing her sing the song i mean yeah i love gaga so much so great song choice for like doing a drag queen singing show like yeah do gaga um and the one thing about the dancing though is like lighting-wise, I felt like she was dancing in the dark for a good bit of it, like of the performance, but I could tell she was hitting the moves because her her hair, her hair was moving like <laughs> yeah. the rest of the dancers. So
0: Michelle says her performance was adorable, sweet, energetic, and says that her dancing was so cute as she got into it. She says she has no idea what she was looking at as far as her look, as there is so much going on. Michelle says that the jacket could have been a little bit shorter or the leggings could have been a little bit tighter to accent what she has. She reminds her that she is a tiny little creature under there and says all in all, her performance was very impressed. Mel B says that it wasn't the greatest performance from her, but she could see what she was working with and she made it work and she did commit and that she appreciates. Trixie says she loves the giant hair as it's Lady Marmalade, but it's Lady Mountain Dew, perhaps. She says she has fabulous vocalists and thinks she can sing better than that song allows someone to sing. She says she can sing beyond this type of song. And Vanessa says when they get uh, got a chance to hear her sing high, that's when she came alive and they could hear her power and clarity up top. She says the audience, uh, she got the audience up, and she will have to hope that they will stand up for her in a couple of minutes. I will give this score an eight i'll
1: give it a just because i like her i'm gonna give her a nine <laughs> all right queen of the universe bumper number seven i didn't hate the look i didn't hate the look one bit i
0: thought it was fine i yeah, don't know I what i was talking really about cool. i you know what listen we know why michelle didn't like it it's green
1: green and blue i
0: green <laughs> all right trevor ashley now trevor says she didn't think the previous week could have gone any better She says that this week is a hard week for her because it is a different style of dance than what she's used to. We're going to see the dance choreography, and uh, she is shit on her hips, as she says. She says it was scary to work in front of the other queens because she knows they can pick up dance real fast. She calls it nerve-wracking and wishes they had a good week and a half to do the choreography. And says the queens might think this will be a week where she falls down, but she will show them that this is the week she steps up. Um, where she did not step up is that look no designers listed once again it is giving old school drag and also canada versus the world promo shoot this is a disco diva for a woman of a certain age it's her branding i appreciate it is it flattering and appealing not a chance but i know why she chooses it. it's very campy very bright um what i will say and i know we're going to discuss why it got this way i hate her beat like it looks like she was impaled with filler in all the wrong places
1: I agree. I remember seeing the makeup and I was like, what is, what is missing on her face? Like what is, what is not there? And I'm looking at it now and I'm still, yeah, it's painted like a Cabbage Patch doll.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's not flattering. Like it's a character choice. Like
1: really cheeky, but like in this like Mm -hmm. tone. Yeah. There's not a lot of uh, depth to it in a way, but the reason why the paint is soft as well here. Mm-hmm. Okay. or why people like it.
0: At least. <laughs> We're going to hear Trevor performing Me Too by Megan Trainor. And honestly, I was like, okay, this is a very smart song choice for her as she can live in the world of camp while giving a vocal. I don't know if she was out of tune or the track didn't help her, but whatever was happening in the beginning was not even close to being in line. It was like me trying to do uh, a karaoke track in my bedroom at three o'clock in the morning while I'm high and just not knowing what notes I should be singing because because there's nothing to hear. Um, the dog puppet was so stupid and campy. I wanted more of that. Um, for me, the biggest problem with the production, I, can't, I don't know who to blame, whether it's her or the show. The backup dancers, I needed them in the same color palette because they were in that like soft pink. Uh-huh. This was a very campy performance. Her dancing was in line with that. Was I enthralled? No. For this competition, I need a solid vocal. She wins the camp award. I just do not buy Trevor Ashley for this show. It's a me thing.
1: I kind of agree. Yeah, I agree with like Trevor Ashley on this show in that she's a very what I what I love is that she is a drag queen singer. Yes. Her style is so drag. Um, it's what you'd see in like in the club. Like it's I know, I know the girls that sing like Trevor with that like. Mm-hmm. like heavy like characterization in the voice um which i, love. I mean
0: i will i won't knock her because if i ever did drag like that's what i would probably do because yeah, i'm not a dancer I, i'm not going to be moving and grooving i know i have to rely on certain things but i also know that i would never put myself in a position to be on this kind of show
1: well the thing is like i'm kind of mad at the casting that there's not other trevor ashley's on this season like where mm-hmm. are the other because they're out there. Why didn't they put them up? Because it's
0: them? really hard to compare Trevor to Giselle. They live in two drastic worlds, and it's almost like, "Hi, you're a campy queen. We're going to give you a little more uh, leeway." That's
1: yeah, not- that's why. That's why I wish there were other Trevor Ashleys on the show that do this style of singing and this style of drag performance. Because yeah, it's just it's like apples to oranges. Is that yeah. the right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Mel B says that she just loves her and wouldn't expect anything less than what she did. She says that she sold it and gave them performance drama, comedy, and boobs and the breath, out of breath and then she owned the dance break. She bloody loved it. Trixie says she fucking loves her. She says it's a singing competition and if she just sang that amazing song it wouldn't have been the song to pull ahead with, but being a theater person she understands if she has this many bars and this many minutes, how do I keep it interesting the whole time? She says she loves her a little, little, little belt buckle and wishes it were bigger, bigger, bigger in stone, but says she looks gorgeous, saying it's the blush and eye makeup. She says she looks so hot and like a woman playing the slots to which Trevor says she's just a big Jennifer Coolidge. Vanessa says she made them howl with laughter, not only with the shimmy, but with her attitude as she says she acted the shit out of it from beginning to end. And she says she can tell she has been around for a long time, so she understands what it's like to be seasoned and make it fresh every time. Michelle says she was struggling a little bit with the vocal at the top because it felt like her ears were going, where is the pitch? And then she performed it and got herself back into it. And then she nailed it at the end with the same gorgeous high notes. She says all in all, she loves watching her i'm gonna give her because of the full performance uh
1: 7.5 yeah i was gonna say a seven so
0: um listen i don't know what's gonna happen in the future of drag race down under me i'm sure we're gonna keep having that show because until Ru's like i don't want to do anymore we're gonna get it I-, I could see trevor on a-, a season
1: yeah wasn't it just announced
0: uh season three yeah that's yeah. already ca- that's gonna be released soon i think yeah um, yeah and she's, oh. she's not on that one because I think filming literally happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, no. But yeah, I don't think Down Under is going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah.
0: But I think Trevor Ashley on that show would be good. A, a nice um breath of fresh air. And we know that Rue loves those campy queens. Yes. Once again, it's time for the studio audience to decide which queen will continue through and which queen will be up for elimination or to return on Trevor Ashley. Who do you think won this round?
1: Oh my gosh, who is it? It's Aura versus Aura, Trevor. Oh, Aura. Aura.
0: Yeah, me too. Hands down, Aura Eternal. Um, the votes are in, and maybe they forgot Aura performed. I don't know. The winner of the Disco Diva Showdown Showdowns, Trevor Ashley. Uh, Aura is up for elimination. I was like, okay, choices. Um, audience, you must have been really drunk.
1: Yeah, I think. I guess the judges gave Trevor better notes, or no? I yeah, I guess. They're influenced. They're influenced by those four pop... Those four... What what is... Pop Diva panel. Pop Diva panel, yeah. (laughs)
0: Between the Universe Bumper Count 8 and 9 and our final Disco Diva showdown is Viola and Maxi. We will start with Viola, and we're going to get underscoring of Queens Don't Stop Me Now, as Viola tells us that she feels like she did a good job of the judge of disagree. Uh, Drag delusion, Darls. Mm -hmm. Girl. Girl. Girl.
1: Girl. Girl. Agree.
0: I love you, girl, but um, no, 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 no. I'll keep it real with you. Now she said, listening to the critique, she felt like absolute shit. but this week Claude tells her that this is a way for her to get back and show them a whole different side of her. She says that she loves little jive from now and then. And I will say that outfit she came into rehearsals with. Uh, very cute. Who knew I liked a little crop top turtleneck moment. <laughs> anyway. She wouldn't call herself a professional dancer, but she's comfortable learning and picking up choreography. She says it's really fast and will be a challenge. She doesn't want to make any mistakes as she has a lot to prove. Now Viola will tell the girls that she didn't think Militia got the worst critique. So she thought she would be going straight home and wants to make sure no one hates her for still being there. Um, There is going to be an awkward silence in the room. And Trevor Ashley is going to have to jump in and say, I hate everyone for still being there because um, (laughs) clearly we know how the girls feel.
1: Yeah. I would feel the same.
0: <laughs> Viola has a second chance and will show all she's got and why she deserves to stay. It's really interesting how they're editing Viola because like the first week I think she was the fan favorite darling everyone loved her, her parents were there and then it's just got increasingly like I'm the best I'm the best I and I was like no but but you, delusion I don't think that's her out of the context of the show I just think they needed a plot line which is really unfortunate for her.
1: Yeah, and it's unfortunate cuz she's like I'm The youngest one in the room, I'm assuming. So like, uh, yeah, she's still got to get some mileage before.
0: (laughs) All right. So the look is by Ramona Love and Viola. Hair by Wigs by Mercy. Uh, Listen, this child is serving all the options in her package this season. Like last week she did a terrible androgynous thing after a brilliant British inspired Garb the first week. Now she's an alien space person in pink with a neon green suit. Can't wait to see how Michelle feels about that actually. This is drag. I think she is pushing her boundaries. The stoning of the jacket and the pants sublime. The color story quite bold. I'm here for it. It's polished. It's fun. It's perfect for a high energy evening. I will say the contour in black on her face, not the smartest choice. I bet she thought it would be purple, but that's why you always start lighter and build up. Because this was way too heavy.
1: Yeah, the contour. The other thing was like it wasn't um, matte. Like it had like a a glow to it. So it like was draw it was like when you when you saw it head on like the contour it was just like weird because it was shiny but it should be a shadow so yeah it was it was an interesting so we need to give her some powder in the cheek and then me
0: yeah all right before we talk about the performance peep the one and only why she's black in the audience i know that camp cow i adore her if you don't know who why she black is she is one of uk's funniest funniest performers um, she is the host of the um, Drag Race yearbook for uh, Drag Race UK and Drag Race Down Under when they did it. Uh, she is so funny and still cross my fingers that that bitch gets on Drag Race soon. Um, I know she'll be destroyed in the critiques, but I adore her so much. I finally got to meet her at on London um, and got a little picture with her. So very happy to see her in the audience. Viola will be performing It's a Sin by Pet Shop Boys and or years or years, depending on who's watching what generation of people. I fucking love this song. What a brilliant selection. So British of her. I think this production was incredible. The colors were perfect. The costuming was exceptional. She started off vocally perfect and really got into it. I think this was vocally in her wheelhouse. This was her moment. And even doing that little classical dance break was perfect for her. I think it could have been even more powerful in her voice, but I think she was afraid overall. I was impressed though.
1: Yeah. I personally did not know this song. So mm-hmm. I was like listening to it with new ears in a way. So maybe I was a bit more critical of the voice quality. Cause I wasn't, Oh, like I didn't have the preconceived like beat of the song. Um, so that definitely made me a bit more critical of the vocals, but yeah, I love this look. I want this look.
0: Yeah. Same colors, or different colors.
1: Um, probably the same colors. I've never done different skin tone. That's a lie. I was a Smurf. Um, I did, I did Smurf drag once. So I, I'm i not a stranger to painting myself a different color, but I don't own like fuchsia beet red foundation. So that would be it. A...
0: Michelle will ask, why her? skin pink and viola says that she wanted to be an alien and wanted to look really different and michelle says she loves the fit of the suit and says it's modern and the alien came through she says that she had conviction and all around was much better and stronger performance vanessa loves the suit as well as she combined retro 80s with something very modern she says she listened to all the critiques and they see her potential and where she can go Trixie says that last week her look really lacked direction, technique, and ambition. She says this is the exact opposite of that. She says she has an exact vision that she executed very well. Trixie says that she has painted herself pink for photo shoots and says it's not easy. And says the fact that she's 20 years old, she should be proud of what she did. Mel B says last week was a shit show, but this week she brought it right on the stage. Viola says that she had motivation and Mel B says that's what happens when somebody gives you criticism that you don't understand or agree with. That shouldn't make you feel sad. It should make you come out and perform and show yourself. I agree. Um, I love this performance. I'm going to give it a
1: nine. I'll give it an eight.
0: All right. Queen of the Universe bumper count number 10. Finally, we get Maxie, who tells us that Filipino people love to sing and dance. And there is always a competition for that competition is in her blood. And she's very excited and confident. And I hope you are ready to compete on Drag Race Philippines season three, because it's bound to happen at this point. We are going to see her in rehearsal and she seems to have it. The girls see that she is sharp. She picked it up quickly. She's got the moves. Now, Claude tells her that she wants to be that superstar, but they need to see the real her and feel who she is. She believes in herself and will fight until she's in the finale. This is her moment, and no one can steal it from her. She's very aggressive. I kind of dig it. I'm here for it. I like her competitive side.
1: Yeah. Yeah, she, she's definitely got that competitive dancer um, personality type, which,
0: yeah. This look. This is, as I call it, futuristic technological football player. I don't care for the hair. We'll talk about the hair in a second. Uh, hair is like the bangs are a. It's an elevated leotard that's not styled well. It's pop star energy, but styled in a way that feels like it's trying to be something that's not. I will give her credit, um, because it's better than some of the other looks, but this one just lacked inspiration. I didn't get Maxi out of it.
1: Yeah, I agree with the decorated bodysuit. No, it was something about like. just just about the direction because some of the pieces were like i think looking at it again like tribal in a way but then some of Mm -hmm. it was like electric and lit up i think and like in a steampunk way like it was just a clashing of the aesthetic yeah that wig i was like that is not the performance wig is it (laughs)
0: because no no it was bad
1: Uh, cosplay wig stays on this entire number
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, that's exactly how I was feeling. It's like I can't watch this, but it's gonna get worse, friends. Uh, we're gonna get her rendition of "Physical" by Dua Lipa. I love this song. Like between this and Gaga, I was like, "This is COVID the drag musical." Like you're giving me my COVID experience here. I think the performance was snappy. It was exciting. Vocally, she was so-so. What destroyed her was the wig reveal and that tinsel fucking wig. Burn it. I don't know how many times she worked on the reveal, but it it destroyed the entire performance. It was very bold to do a dance break that was in sync with the dancers because she was off. Like if you go back and watch it, she was not in sync with them. There was a whole moment where she let the backing track take over until she did the jump split. So she didn't even sing. Um, This is not a song you sing. And it was proven. The tricks and splits were there. The performance was fire, but this was easily her weakest vocal.
1: Yeah, that poor tinsel wig getting like all up in her mouth, like in her face for like a solid third of that performance. I just felt so bad because I've, I'm not, I'm mean, not even a singer and I've, I've had that moment where like that wig is like malfunctioning and you're performing and you're like, oh.
0: I mean, but- there, there's a reason why people don't perform in tinsel wigs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I was like, yeah, we got rid of the other. Taylor Swift cosplay wig but this was this was worse. I didn't even know it could get worse. But in the, in a way it felt very true to her culture and that's why I was like I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this. Mm-hmm. The judges Michelle says the Dua Lipa was a great choice of song for her as she is young and energetic she says the dance was fantastic and she sounded good. She says the wig reveal was adorable and loves the tinsel hair but yes she was it was in her face she saw her flipping it and trying to get back to where it needed to be but thought it was dynamic vanessa says she did backband in a split which was enough for her she says she thinks she is the whole pack rose to the occasion she says this is exactly what they're here for i was like are we watching the same show like what are we critiquing here melby says that when the wig came off she got her as the blue tinsel hair made sense okay she thought the performance was really, really strong. She bloody loved it. And Trixie says that look is wild. She says it was Taylor Swift, Android, Mortal Kombat, Radio Shack fantasy. And she will think about it for the next 12 years of her life. She says she is always waiting for the voice that she can't wait to see what happens next and thinks she's that voice for her. So apparently is better in studio than it was on television.
1: Yeah, it's very heavy on the Radio Shack part for me. Yeah.
0: And I bet you, Max, he's like, what's Radio Shack? We don't have it in the Philippines. Yeah. We don't even have it here anymore. I think oh, most, well, of are, most of them are there's a lot of them closed.
1: Yeah.
0: Girl, I'm sorry, I'm giving you a seven.
1: I was gonna say a six. Yeah.
0: For the final time tonight, it's a drag-loving audience to decide Viola or Maxi. Who do you think won the round? Viola. Hands down. Voting is now closed. The audience has spoken, and um the Brits did the Brits the Brit dirty. Showdown winner is Maxi, meaning Viola is up for the elimination. We're going to get our 11th Queen of the Universe bumper So, as usual, I like to share my power rankings based on the five episodes here. At the bottom, still is Trevor Ashley, followed by Viola, then Maxi. And we have a tie currently between Aura and Ty Gabrava. And Giselle Royale, still sitting strong at the top for me after five weeks of competition. Let's move on and discuss what happens next. Graham welcomes Zora and Taiga to join Viola making up the bottom three based on audience votes. So how will they get to stay in the competition this time? First, a serious question. How do they feel about having a threesome? Graham, no. Viola's just a child and that's why I will take her solo. Oh, I'm terrible, I'm terrible. There I said it, by all your cute. Anyway, it's a singing threesome. Before the competition, they were asked to each learn a section of a survival song that they could be asked to perform at any point in the competition. The song is Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. Come on, throwback. Not a fan of the song, personally. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh my god, that's like gay pride. I'm like, ah, it's not for me.
1: I like this. I like the song. I think it's a good drag song. Yeah. It's a good. It's a great drag song. Great drag song.
0: Now they will be performing it
1: together as a group. Okay.
0: Now I'm just going to say it. They all looked like a group in those colors. I don't know if they were coordinated or not, but this was a moment I lived for. Like they all worked cohesively.
1: I feel like that's a part of the like drag formula is like we're all gonna end up somehow if we're all casted in this same prompt like what what is the odds that like our 3 um what what was the prompt disco machine 3000 is that what they're in i
0: don't know it was
1: like it's very likely that queens are going to bring things that don't clash like what is future
0: disco 3000 Aura came out of the gate and slayed her part. I was impressed. She played with the vocals. She showed range. Tyga went very hard with that growl. This was very much in her wheelhouse. Viola looked terrified during the group chorus, but when she was able to go out on her own, she did play well and she made it work for her vocals. This is a more of a powerhouse song. She's not a powerhouse singer. It was a fun performance. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But simply based on the performance... I sadly would have to give Viola the chop. I don't think she should have been in the bottom three, but here she is.
1: Yeah, the I I just recall like seeing her like little like sidestepping side to side kind of as like the other two. The other thing I felt bad about when I was like going into like this performance, I was like, how do they decide who gets what part? And like, because I was like, this is a song that has those big powerful moments like how are they going to divvy those out and how are they also going to choose to respect each other trying to show off their vocal skills like in this moment
0: and and that's one of those things where you have to be like okay I'm going to take myself out of the viewer part and be like okay what's the production aspect of it did these pairings all pair up because they each had the same part of the song so that's why they were paired the way they were um, that's just a conspiracy theory I don't know anything friends I'm just saying things um, but it's just fascinating to me that like the bottom three were not the bottom three of each pairing oh. for me and that's why I was like I, what am, What did I miss in this episode that the drag loving audience mm-hmm. didn't um, and that's, that's the hard part about vocal competitions even with American Idol, America's Got Talent all the shows, X Factor if you're not there it's a different experience Oh, definitely. Yeah. The fate lies in the pop of the panel. Which two queens will be saved? Well, they are going to confer. And we're going to hear audio that no one sucked and I was fully expecting a no one's leaving us tonight twist, but mm, alas. First, Michelle reveals that the first queen they will save is Tiger Brava. Trixie reveals the second queen will save. is Isora Returnal, that means Viola is eliminated. Her time has come to an end. Do you agree?
1: Based on this uh, performance, yes, I agree.
0: Yeah, again, I think for me, I'm just not sold on Trevor Ashley. They've been my bottom since basically episode one. Uh, Episode two, because uh, Chloe V was the bottom of that first episode. Um, I'm sad about Viola leaving, but I I think after last week's performance, she needed to make it up, and I I guess she didn't do enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're going to end with the Queen of the Universe Bumper Count at 12. So 12 drinks this episode, friends. I got a burning question to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yes. Now, I'm. we're all spoiler-free at this moment. After five episodes, and these five specific episodes, the winner of the season is...
1: For me, it's still Aura eternal.
0: Nice. Um, yeah. I'm going to just keep my facts of my power rankings i'm still going to go giselle royale like i'm here for a giselle victory come on give us another Miss Continental winner this year
1: oh true true yeah there's something about aura's like voice like looking
0: for a drag pop star it's her
1: yeah yeah and the yeah the look yes that i'm just really there for it yeah
0: we'll we'll see what happens but overall um if you're not watching the show friends you really fucked up you really know i
1: (laughs) I have a friend that was like, I don't, like, I don't watch it. I think I'm going to skip out on it. And then I saw it got canceled and I brought that text message back up. I said, it's all your fault.
0: Like, literally, I like, I didn't think of it then. I was like, oh, my God, are you going to air it during Pride? Everyone's going to be celebrated. I was like, no, 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 no. Drag queens are fucking busy during Pride Month. They're not watching this show.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it is hard to prioritize what... um Drag Race, I'm gonna like invest my time in. So, right welcome now. to
0: my world. I watch it all, so you don't have to.
1: Gosh, yeah. So I just started uh Mexico last night. This morning,
0: we'll be talking about on the podcast soon. La la, it's a fun one. Oh, Valentina, where can we find you, Queen Essential, on
1: social media? I- Any
0: projects you want to plug?
1: Ooh, I am on Instagram as at the underscore Queen Essential um so to spell it it's just the word quintessential but instead of quinn it's queen um and i'm on cash app as quintessential and um projects uh, so i'm in ithaca new york so like literally i'm dressed for a gig right now i'm gonna be in brooktondale new york tonight but then if you live in Cortland or anywhere near Cortland, new york i'll be there in july for their pride um and then a big project I'm working on is with Femme de Viola. Actually, we are putting together a drag shadow cast called Ithaca and all that drag. So um, fun. we'll have a fun time here in Ithaca in the fall. So the weekend after Labor Day weekend, if you find yourself in the Finger Lakes, um, we're going to have a great drag production then. Um, yeah,
0: Um Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this little podcast.
1: Of course, thank you for the invite, and um, best of luck as you binge, podcast, watch the rest of (laughs) this season.